Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the BMW Life. That's boss life, mom life, wife life. And I am your host, Serena Moore Thomas, destroyer of comfort zones, speaker, author, entrepreneur, homeschooling mama. Yeah, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But guess what? I want to show you how to find your rhythm, how to discover your God-given purpose, and how to do this thing called life with less grind, girl, and more grace. I promise you, you are in for a treat. Grab your notebook, something to write with, and let's get into it. This is such an awesome episode. I had an opportunity to sit down with Miss Courtney Dunlap. Courtney is um, a friend of mine and she is an amazing um, BMW. She's a boss, she's a mom, she's a wife. She is the author of um, the children's book series, um, but her, her, her first book just came out in that series and it is called The Rumble Hunters, one of our favorite children's books. It's available on Amazon and Target and everywhere. Um, so she's an awesome author. She is a mommy blogger at abletoteach.com. She is also a homeschooling mother. Um, and she has four beautiful children. And we have had the opportunity to, to fellowship and to hang out with them um, over the years and during our homeschool journey. So I am so excited to share. In this episode, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about um, how you navigate, right? Pursuing some of your own um, business pursuits like writing a book while also homeschooling and being a mom and a wife and things like that. Um, and so we also talked about finding and discovering your why for um, for homeschooling. So we've just, we just had a, just a, a lovely chat that I want you to um, have an opportunity to eavesdrop on. So here's another dynamic episode with my girl, Miss Courtney Dunlap. Check out all the show notes and you can follow her on Instagram and Facebook. So welcome to another awesome episode, guys. I have my good, good friend, Miss Courtney Dunlap in the building. And uh, I am so excited to jump into this conversation. I've actually been trying to catch Miss Courtney for a minute. Um, she's been traveling the nation, you know, just encouraging the people. <laughs> she's shaking her hand at me. Uh, you guys can't see her, but she's like, girl, what are you talking about? Um, but Courtney is a dear friend of mine who I've gotten to meet during my homeschooling journey. Um, she's an amazing mother and wife and, um, and author and speaker, and she's just doing amazing things. And she's here to share with us today. So let's welcome Miss Courtney. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, well, thank you for being here on the BMW Life podcast. 
Um, We are over here always talking about, you know, this, this, this boss mom wife life. And it's funny when I started the podcast and I named it that, um, and I shared it with a few people, everyone was like, oh, that is so cute. It's like a, you know, Mm -hmm. pop your collar type thing. And I say, yeah, see, it ain't even about popping your collar. It's really about the fact that most BMWs like us are overwhelmed, overworked, Mm -hmm. (laughs) going Mm -hmm. down in flames and oftentimes (laughs) having a hard time asking for help. And so Mm -hmm. we have this safe place to be honest about where we are and um, find the joy in all the things that God has blessed us with and then really understand how to operate from a place of grace and not mind. And so if you could just give us a little bit about, you know, what you've been up to lately. I know you're homeschooling and recently Mm -hmm. released your first book. So um, just tell us about your, your journey to here. Well, um, like you said, I'm Courtney and I am, first and foremost, I, I, I feel like I wear many hats. So it's always like, well, where do I begin? I'm married to my hubby, Curtis. Uh, we celebrated 13 years in May. Um, and we have four beautiful children. Yes, I know. It's so exciting. Yes. <laughs> um, and I still like him because, you know, some people, I, I recently actually, about a month ago, I hung out with some old college friends I hadn't seen in a while. And they were like, do you guys like each other still? And, you know, they were just curious, you know, after all these years, I'm like, yeah, he is my boo. I like him. I love him. It's not just, you know, we're just going along to get along. So I have to yes. shout him out always. <laughs> Isn't that a good um, feeling though? Because you do, I, I, me and my husband feel the same way. We hear a lot mm-hmm. of, yeah, it's so hard, girl, is te-. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's really not our experience. Not that it's mm-hmm. like perfection, right. every day, but we, right. we, we're like teamwork makes the dream work. It just, mm-hmm. we just do it mm-hmm. as a team. So yes, I, yeah. I understand. <laughs> Like, I like you. I don't want to be beefing with you all day. Let's figure this out so we can get back to enjoying one another. Exactly. You know, that's how I see it. <laughs> exactly. Um, right. And we have four kids. They range in age from 12 all the way down to two. So it's a good kind of gap there. Mm-hmm. And um, I, yeah, we homeschool. This is my eighth year, actually, this fall, homeschooling our children. And um, like you said, I published my first children's book this past February actually it's called the rumble hunter so I'm really excited about that it um it was definitely a labor of love (laughs) like uh it it took about four years to to completion from the time I first pinned it and the whole process which is a whole nother story um but I'm very proud of it and I'm excited that it's actually here it's kind of unbelievable and um, I'm currently working on the coloring book and um, activity book to go along with it. I hope that will be out this fall. So I'm very, very, very excited about that. That is amazing. And um, mm-hmm. as someone who stepped out and, and you know, attempted to, to write my book, my God, um, it, was, it was a challenge. And mm-hmm. it was a very specific challenge, just homeschooling and trying to mm-hmm. get it done, right? And yes. I don't know if you <laughs> ran across this, but please tell me, and how did you navigate? So I ran across, like, I, I committed a certain amount of time to getting it done. And so I stopped doing some things, right? So that mm-hmm. I could say, okay, this next three months, this is what it's going to be. I'm going to go really, really hard. 
Mm-hmm. And now my little one, my mirror, Miss London, she would come <laughs> to my desk and be like, you know what? You don't even play with us anymore. Oh, I mean, she London. had me. Yes, she did, girl. She went for the jugular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that like, guilt trip. Yes. Mommy, why'd you have kids if you don't want to play with them? Like she oh, says stuff uh. like that. Girl, gut, <laughs> gut checks. Wow. And so I felt so like, are you kidding me? Mommy guilt is a real thing. So mm-hmm. while you were writing the book, did you, mm-hmm. did you feel any of that? Like you were neglecting anything? Like how did you navigate or mm-hmm. how were your kids during the time? Cause I, it's an intense time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I can totally relate. <laughs> For me, it wasn't the writing process. It was the launch. So I self-published my book just like you did. It's so funny as you're talking about this, the fact that we're on the other side of publication. Because I remember us in our homeschool co-op, uh-huh. chatting off to the side, we'd uh-huh. be like staring, comparing notes, talking about our process, and neither uh-huh. one of us had published our books yet. So I just that just gave me a little nice flashback about old times with you. But yes. <laughs> at the skating ring, holding baby, yes. and, and yes. talking about books, right? Yes, yes, our dreams, all that. But so for me, with with the writing, the writing kind of just came. I typically write really late at night, so the kids are already in bed, and so they can be none the none the wiser about the writing. Um, for me, it was more the launch of the book that was so it felt so all-consuming. You know, when you self-publish, literally, it's writing on you. So the success of your book largely is tied to what you're putting into it and even then that doesn't necessarily guarantee a successful book because you can put your all into it and it be a flop for whatever reason but right you know from the get-go the promotion of it the marketing of it you know making sure everything is lined up in order for you ready to go you know even if you're going to do a launch party like all the logistics of it it all fell on me so I definitely felt that crunch with the kids and the mom guilt I remember very clearly we were um I think we were going like to the hair store I needed to get my two big girls some products for their hair and I remember clearly one of them talking about oh you always are doing work because I I you know do a lot of my work from my cell phone so I parked Mm -hmm. in the parking lot and I was sending some emails before we went in and I, that just really did something to me. Uh-huh. I was like, hold I had to set some straight. I said, now listen here, y'all. <laughs> I've committed, like, my life to you guys. You know, like, the homeschooling, all that, which I did it willingly. I wanted to. But mm-hmm. now I'm kind of refocusing to be able to do some of my own interests. So this is for our family. Yes, you might think it's taking away from you guys, but I'm doing this for our family because I want you guys to look back and see this legacy of what I'm trying to build here. And I told them very clearly that day, I do not want to hear any more of this. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I had I had to give the crazy eye to them a little bit. Like, I don't ever want to hear you say that because I'm very intentional with you guys where there'll be times where I do forego work. And I was like, also, y'all don't know what I'm doing on my phone. You know, the reason why I'm doing this right now in the parking lot is so I'm not texting while I'm driving. I'm trying to be safe. So, yes. So that was the end of that. And, you know, thankfully, I have not heard them say that. But you're right. That mom guilt is a struggle at times. It is when you when when we're balancing so much. Because remember, we don't have office hours like most 
people have office yeah, hours. Yeah. We're working. No, no, no. <laughs> we work for, I tell my, I tell my friends, I'm getting my mortgage worth. I work at home. I school at home. Right. I eat at right. home. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. a tax write off right here. Okay. <laughs> exactly. We are <laughs> maximizing. Okay. Uh, we are maximizing all the things from, from this location. So no, I, I totally get it. So I know that we have listeners who are um, either in the process of writing a book, desire to write a book, and even some I know of um, that desire to write a children's book. So mm-hmm. what, what piece of advice would you give to both someone who's like just getting started and to someone else who's like trying to make a decision between, okay, can I really self-publish and will this work? Hmm. I really encourage people to do it. (laughs) First of all, do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And whatever doing it looks like for you in that time. Um, For me, especially when my kids were were younger, because we had our kids really very back to back. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I felt like I was either pregnant or nursing for like six years straight. (laughs) Right. So So in that stretch of my life, I was not able to do what I'm doing now. Now, again, my oldest is 12. So, you know, I do have the flexibility. They don't, they, she's not fully dependent on me for her survival. She can whip up some eggs for herself and, you know, some oatmeal if push comes to shove. Mm -hmm. But when they were younger, I wasn't able to commit to some of the things I'm doing now. So if your season of life right now, let's say you've got little ones, that you desire to write the book, you know, figure out how to do research about writing the book, you know, like utilize your time well in the stretch where you are. So if you're wanting to start out, do the research, do the groundwork of what even the process of publishing and self-publishing looks like so that once you are ready to actually pin it, you know, you will have all your ducks in in order. Um, You know, if you're also wanting to start out and let's say you do have older children, you have the flexibility, I encourage you just to write it. Sometimes people think that it needs to look pretty and and be all together and, you know, be formatted. and No, like it may need to look like chicken scratch in your notebook. That's fine. But get the ideas out because, you know, you don't want it to kind of linger and then you eventually kind of forget about it or you're not as passionate about it anymore. Like get it out now and it's fresh and you can always go back. You can always edit. You can always have beta readers who are people who will read the book for you and give you feedback. Mm -hmm. You can always do that later. It doesn't have to look perfect. So I would absolutely encourage if you are thinking about writing the book to do the research about what goes into self-publishing, but also just to write. Because I've done a lot of events where people will come up to me and they will be very encouraging about my book. And they're like, oh, yeah, I have an idea for a book. But And I'll ask them, well, have you written it down yet? And nine times out of ten, Serena, people will say no. And I'm like, ah, you know, you just need to take the first step of at least writing it down so that you can actually begin working with something. Yeah, that is so good. And and that first piece of advice that just sometimes, and it seems like it's just the, the simplest thing ever, but you have to really take a step back and say, okay, this three-year-old will not be three forever right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. thank god right he knew mm. get another year they get older <laughs> they get yes. more more independent and so you know what you have to go through when you have a 
you know, well, Brighton and London are two years apart. And then you, of course, know, I have the, the 21 year olds, which mm-hmm. that just doesn't make sense. But um, mm-hmm. the, the nine and the nine and seven, they're close, right? So when they were one and three, there's no way I could do what I'm able to do and and you take that step back and say Mm -hmm. okay for where I am here's Mm -hmm. what I can do do what you can where you are with what you have Mm -hmm. and so that is so and and that's the same it's the same thing when it comes to homeschooling Mm -hmm. I think moms um, psych themselves out like they know either they feel the urge or they know that it's something that um, God has placed on their heart to do because I don't know about you this for me, it was the decision to homeschool, for example, was not something that I like grew up saying I was going to do. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt like this is what the Lord was leading me to do. And, and I made the decision. Now I didn't wait to right. hear like in the burning bush. I, I said, <laughs> now, let's look at, you know, let's a husband, let's come together. Let's make this decision. And we believe that God is with us. And so mm-hmm. he's going to give us the things to do along the way. I think both, both situations, you, you have to understand where you are and do what you can yeah. where you are mm-hmm. with right. what you have. And I know you work with moms too, that are like new to homeschooling, right. And mm-hmm. really probably struggling with the idea of, can I really do this? Right. <laughs> so what is like the first thing that you do when you're like coaching your um y- your clients or other homeschooling moms like what's the first thing that you do to kind of assess where like where they are and and kind of help them get to the place of oh you know what maybe I can do this right I usually like to see what is their in the dream world right if you were to remove all the what it could have should is and all the stuff like that. I want to know what is their ultimate goal or the vision or, or what's the overall vision that they have for homeschooling, you know, because whatever that is, we'll look, there's different paths to get to that. So I think sometimes people who are just starting out with homeschooling, they kind of get a little overwhelmed or frazzled because they're thinking about all the pieces to the puzzle versus what they want the overall puzzle to look like like they look at you know the thousand piece box the puzzle that they filled out on the kitchen table and they're stressed out because you got a thousand pieces versus well let's look and see what this is supposed to look like let's look at the box first to see what it looks like Mm -hmm. and then we can figure out how to get to that end goal so that's usually what i ask people you know ultimately is their desire to develop a love for learning in their children or is your desire for your child to get into a good college? Is your desire for your child to, you know, get into um, a good, like, you know, in Philadelphia, there's schools that have, um, they call it like lottery picks. You know, if your district's not a great district, but you have the opportunity to go to a better district, do you want your child to have a better lottery pick down the line, let's say when they get to high school? You know, so all those in pictures look different, right? So whatever, path that you're going to need to take is going to be dictated by that in picture you know so for instance if I want my child to cultivate a love of learning the path that we're going to take is just exposing them to beautiful information beautiful literature you know 
um, very engaging lessons and engaging, you know, topics that they can begin discussing and working out and turning over in their minds um, and really like digesting the information versus if I really want my child to have high test scores, okay, well, then we're going to work on maybe trying to like really get them drilled down with, you know, the facts and the things like that and studying for the test. You see, those two things look different. Um, if a child just is only drilling on facts all day and doing worksheets and it's very unlikely it's not to say it's impossible but it's unlikely that they're gonna come out of that with a love for learning so right. for a person who wants to homeschool their child you might go into homeschooling with that mindset like oh we got to drill facts all day and do 20 worksheets and do school until 3 30 and that may not be what the real goal is. So whenever I sit with a new client who I'm coaching, we usually try to talk about what is your vision ultimately. And so then we unpack, well, what steps do you need to take to get to that vision? That is so good. That is so good. Um, and I and I think probably a lot of people come in like I did. Initially, I was like, okay, I have to recreate school at home like mm -hmm. create environment and the posters and the pictures and the things and mm -hmm. my thing was okay I can't lose because we had kindergarten so if I can't do mm -hmm. we in trouble right so mm -hmm. right it messed up <laughs> so, <laughs> you know and then it became okay now first grade okay mm -hmm. now and mm -hmm. throughout the time just being exposed I think having a community is so important because mm -hmm. obviously that's how we met um but right. community is so important because you get to see how other people are doing what they're doing not for mm -hmm. you to measure yourself up to them but to right. just understand that this can look so different because there's so mm -hmm. different types of families, right? So right. many different children, so many different needs. And so, um, so how do you arrive at your like, why for homeschooling? So some are being right now, of course, forced, right? To homeschool mm -hmm. just because mm -hmm. they don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. But how do you actually get to your why? Like what exercise do you do or did you do to really like be very clear about why you're doing it? Yeah. Wow. That's, I'm like, whoa, how do I uh, <laughs> trim that down? <laughs> the answer down. Um, Honestly, so for me, um, homeschooling, similar to what you said, homeschooling wasn't my big picture for how I thought I would spend my life. This is actually very, very different <laughs> from uh, <laughs> my degrees are different than I have. Right? <laughs> my, my work experience is different than what I am now. So my background is actually in Christian counseling and I had a whole track and plan in mind to have my own practice and yeah so but oh, clearly wow. <laughs> but it's funny because I still use my counseling degree just not in an office setting I use it with my children every day but <laughs> every day <laughs> and there's still time because they get it, right right exactly <laughs> um but for me the why has kind of slowly unfolded over the years um like almost like a peeling back the layers mm -hmm. um every year when i look back at the growth that my children have um i get glimpses of my why and that's almost refreshing 
to help me keep going. Because when you're in the trenches of homeschool, and that's sometimes what it really feels like, you like head down, get to work, you know, mm-hmm. um, not always, but sometimes it's just, you know, the repetitiousness of it. Um, sometimes I lose sight of the why, but when I look back, you know, even when I compare sometimes on a monthly or even a quarterly go around with my kids, you know, particularly a, one of my kids, if they're struggling with a certain subject, and maybe I may look back three months earlier and think about like, oh, wow, actually, okay, I do see the growth. Like that's encouraging for my why. So for me, my why is for my children is I really desire for my children to have a heart for learning and to always try their best. So for them, their best may not be A pluses all the time. It just may not be the best, but I want children who learn how to persevere through difficulty. And I want children who are giving their best effort, regardless of what the outcome is. I mean, hopefully (laughs) the outcome will be, you know, doing well, Right. but I want them to, you know, learn something from the process. So that is our family's why. You know, and you want to cultivate people of character, you know, people yes. who have integrity, people who keep their word. So those are the things for why I'm homeschooling. This isn't to say that you can't grow those things in your children if your child goes to traditional school. Right. But I wanted to have a hands-on approach with my children in, in forming and shaping that in them. So that has helped me with the way in which we do lessons because I can remember very clearly there's been times over the years where we might be at a reading or a mess or or a a writing assignment or something and it's just you can tell my kid is banging their head against the wall and there's a lot more going on in their mind than that reading lesson so that means we need to put that book away and we need to deal with what's really going on Mm -hmm. and so those are the times where my why comes in because if, if a parent's goal is just simply for their child to do well in that reading, they may brush past the other thing that's going on that's really agitating and upsetting their child and not take the time to slow down and, and allow your child to see, I, I see you. I see that something deeper is going on. Let's deal with that. That's more important to me than you understanding this reading lesson right now. The reading lesson, we can get back to that. Don't worry, we, we sure we will get back to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but right now, I want you to know that I care about what's going on with your heart and what's going on in your mind and emotions and all that. And so that's when my why comes into play. Yeah, that is so good. And I mean, very similar, like that, that, that is so good though. Extremely similar. Of course, you know, our, our thing is that learning happens everywhere. And Mm -hmm. I like mean that wholeheartedly because I always Mm -hmm. want them seeking out opportunities to learn. So Mm -hmm. every, like literally everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we will stop in a moment. If you're, if we're Mm -hmm. interested, we can learn here, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. learning is not confined to eight to three. It's not Mm -hmm. confined to Monday through Friday. It is right, right. <laughs> for one person in front of you. To, like you don't turn off your brain on the weekend or in the summer right. or at right. night. Like it doesn't go off. And mm-hmm. I think for us, we did want the the kids to be able to learn from us. Like the good, the bad, the ugly. And what it does is it ends up being able to present like opportunities. So there are opportunities that 
I've had because the kids are like the Lord. That's what I say. They never leave us. They're like right by mm-hmm. your side, <laughs> right? They just right. leave like us. They never leave, leave us never always. Leave. <laughs> that's, that's what these kids are that like at so homeschool. Funny. And so there's all these opportunities to, to quickly address things that are, you know, that could be, um, that if 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 it was un- like if it wasn't addressed it could be really like bad for your character you know what I mean like so we can right. I can see an attitude in you or see a response mm-hmm. and quickly yeah. get, you know um Bryce mm-hmm. said the other day I mean he had to like literally sit there and write children obey your parents <laughs> well, this is right you know what I mean this is gonna be your writing assignment today this so. is this is <laughs> right. I want to write this verse down yeah, because you have clearly done exact the exact opposite of what I just said, and you continuously do that. And so I need you to understand this scripture. Like my job is to train up a child in the way that he should go, and I'm doing my job. And then your yeah. job is children obey your parents for this is right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm going to do my part. You're required to do your part you know, and, and then he will check us. Like he will, my husband had some like old school music on one day. He was like trying to find lyrics to some song and I forget who it was, but it was like some old rap song, right? Cause he was explaining something to me. So he's looking for it and he's playing the song and trying to find out what this word, this phrase was, he, he wanted to explain. Mm-hmm. And Bryson was like, does that music please God? <laughs> right? We're like, like what <laughs> you know like, is that you know or is that does that does that bring glory to God I think that's what he said something like that but it's the things that they pick up you know what I mean and yeah. for us mm-hmm. a good godly character is mm-hmm. top priority because when yeah. you are connected with your father in heaven like in a powerful real way this yeah. other stuff, the mind of a righteous mm-hmm. man is blessed. Like the mm-hmm. other stuff mm-hmm. follows that relationship yeah. and that connection. And so I think having the time with them, it gives us, it gives us that opportunity and not that like, and please understand everyone that is listening, homeschool parents are not like against public school. Like first of right all, now. us were public school. Let's be clear. Yeah. So it's not like we protest against public school. You do have options though, and you Mm -hmm. have choices. And for us, I think we have to speak up about it more to give hope to those that need to know that there is another way. And there are right. other options. And, that, and it's possible. Yeah, and it's possible. I think that's why we, we, we have to stay vocal about what homeschooling can be and can look like. Yeah. And you can really make it work for your family. That's my biggest thing. You know, besides, you know, curriculum come a dime a dozen, okay? <laughs> Many people come into homeschooling. And again, that's when it goes back to like, what's your overall vision and what's your why? Because if your goal is to get a good curriculum, okay, that's fine. We can work with that. But I feel like in my mind, I think that that's just scratching the bare minimum in the surface. There's so much richness and so much more depth that you can get out of homeschooling. It doesn't, like you said, doesn't have to be confined to the four walls. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, helping people to see how much freedom there is in homeschooling, that's been so impactful for me even over the years that I sometimes still have to, you know, people call it de-schooling. I still have to kind of get 
my mind right and, and, and remember like, oh, wait, you don't got to make this look just like the public school. Again, not mocking them, but my choice is to homeschool my children here. So we can make that look however we want. It's like the sky's the limit. You know, right. it's beautiful how much you can do, how much freedom. You know, the other week we were outside doing our science lessons in the backyard and it was amazing. It was wonderful. You know, like yeah. the freedom to just, you know what, let's go read outside today, guys. You know, let's, let's, let's do sight words and chalk on the sidewalk. You know, right. we don't gotta, it, we have that freedom. So I think that if you're not taking advantage of how much freedom you have in homeschooling, then sadly, I think you're selling yourself short. You definitely would be. Yes. And I had to remind myself several times, my, my quote, and I had to put it on my wall and I probably posted it when it came to my mind, but it was Serena, the pressure you have today is the pressure you create. The pressure you have today is the pressure you create because one day, I mean, I was literally so frazzled. The day wasn't going right. We started late, got all the stuff I wanted to do and it wasn't getting done and the kids were not cooperating and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, I had to realize um, the homeschool police are not coming. Like, look, you will not get arrested. <laughs> you are all right. Today. You're going to be okay today. Your kids yeah. going to learn. <laughs> They're going, going to learn today. Learn something today. Okay, you will not get arrested for not reading for 35 minutes. You're, it's not going to happen. Um, you're going to be all right. So, um, so again, and this is why having a community becomes really, really, really important to this whole process. And I am mm -hmm. so glad that my homeschool community has bought Courtney and I together because um, I am enjoying watching like her children and their story unfold and mm. all the wonderful things that she's able to accomplish. And then uh, I remember us talking about the kids um, with the reading and we both have dealt with reluctant readers. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> we exchanged about that. And to be honest, like Bryson has just recently like embraced reading in a way That's awesome mm -hmm. and guess what Courtney the boy went we were in the store and it, it happened just like this we were just in the store then in Walmart he went over to the book area and he was like you know what I think I want this book right here Wow. Oh and at that point, you can't say no. You like, look, what you we have to. Right. And it was like a chapter book. I forget the name. I wow. forget the That's um, so, it's That's a, so encouraging. It's a series. And he picked it up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you want this one? And he's like, yep, I think I want wow. this one. And That's Courtney awesome. stood there and read the first couple pages. Wow. I'm That's like, so encouraging. What mm -hmm. in the world? And then the next day, he got up, we were, we were actually on vacation. He got up at the Airbnb, girl got him some cereal and a bowl and his book and was sitting mm. at the dining room table. Yeah. I could not That's believe, awesome. I, I, I did not, because mm -hmm. you know how I was. I'm like, oh. Mm -hmm. So was I, we listen, we, again, we were in the same boat. <laughs> it's gonna be 13. I don't know if we got the sight words. I don't know. Listen, listen, okay. <laughs> I don't know when that. And, and yeah, so he did it like, and now he's, we didn't go through the regular process like everybody else. Right. So he right. kind of like yeah. arrived at this level. And now what we're doing is just like reinforcing certain things. So now he's yeah. seen a couple words enough. Um, and although we didn't, he couldn't get, okay, three weeks of blends. 
But now he's seen the word clock and blue and black and whatever enough crack and to, to understand the blends. And now we're going right. back and kind of reinforcing mm-hmm. some of the things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. God almighty, I was scared. Listen, <laughs> I have, a, you know, again, we've talked, I have, I, I have had a reluctant reader in my home as well. And she, like Bryson, has now come on through to the other side. And that's what always encourages me. You know, I have to remind myself of that testimony in her life as well. Whenever I start getting a little anxious, if, if I'm feeling like the child, one of my kids is not quote unquote where they're supposed to be, right. you know, compared to their peers and all right. that, you know, which again, it is, it is important to have an idea and a measure of, you know, okay, where is my child in terms of their peers and all that's important. I'm not disregarding that, but the reality is that if you take any pool of fourth graders, you know, from any school in America, that pool of kids, they're all going to be on different levels whatever the subject, whether it's math, reading, writing, you know, spelling, some might be doing fourth grade work, some might be doing third grade, some might be doing sixth or seventh grade, you know, and they're all technically in fourth grade. And so I have to often bring my mind back to the fact that kids have their own journey. And like you said, when we start putting that pressure on them, and they're feeling that heat on their neck, that almost kind of is counterproductive, because now they're in their head and they're stressed out and, and kind of stumbling a little bit more than necessary. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, Courtney, I could literally talk to you all day, but we shouldn't <laughs> talk all day because we just can't. We just, we People just got stuff to do. <laughs> I know. And so we are, we're bringing this, um, this episode to a, to a close, which probably at this point is going to be a two-part episode and it's all good because it's full <laughs> of good stuff. Um, but I, I do thank you so much for, for sharing. Um, and I know that you are uh, blogging and blogging beautifully, might I add. I'm thank telling you. you, you're like an amazing <laughs> writer. And as a person oh, who is you. a speaker, like I much I prefer to speak, which is why I have a podcast (laughs) and you write, which is why you have a blog and the Lord just knows what to do (laughs) because Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. he knows where we can flow um, and you flow beautifully um, on your blog. And so guys, I'm going to make sure that the link to um, Courtney's website and all the resources that she has are made available to you and reach out to her. If you're thinking about even homeschooling um, and connect with her on social media, she is a wealth of knowledge and information and she's always doing something really fun (laughs) on her Instagram. So I'll make sure that all of that is linked below so that folks can connect with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have to schedule another time where we could just talk about all the other stuff. Um, So (laughs) again, I thank you so much and you have an awesome, awesome day. You do the same. You see there, I told you you were in for a treat. Is that incredible or what? I am sure that there was something said today that has you really, really thinking. And here's the deal. 
you can head right over to my website and I have so many good things for you, like specifically for you. Uh, we have a community of like-minded, faith-focused individuals that are ready to wrap their arms around you and welcome you. And I mean, we have freebies and goodies and all kinds of things. So head on over to serenathomas.com and that's where you can continue this conversation with us and really engage further, okay? And then also, if you are listening to this podcast today and you are like, girl, this is exactly what I needed. I need to know that. Okay, so send me a message. Certainly head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure that you are subscribed or following this channel so that you're the first to know when new episodes are loaded. I'm so glad you took the time to join us and listen, don't be stingy. I know you have a family, friend, or follower that needs this today. So take a screenshot, post it, girl, or just share it. But I enjoyed every moment of it, and I can't wait to connect with you again next week on the BMW Life Podcast. Talk to you soon.